Hey folks, happy Saturday morning rant. I had a chance to walk through some prisons this week. Not tour prisons, because that would act as if I'm there to see the fucking animals. And I know some of you like to tour prisons, but I walked through a prison. And the reason I walk through prisons now, even now that I'm in the private sector, I know people in nonprofit, they walk through prisons all the time, but many of them are doing that shit to be fucking performative and just show that, oh, I have proximity to the people I say I care about. I do it because it gives me a tremendous amount of fucking humility. Because I have a lot of privilege, right? I have the privilege of my freedom. I have the privilege of saying I'm doing work on behalf of other people. Um, I have the privilege, like I could be out here yelling about I'm speaking for the voiceless. I don't believe in voiceless. I believe in people who've been silenced. But there's a lot of people who've been silenced in our criminal justice system. And I, I hold myself out of speaking on their behalf. And even though I serve time in prison, I still don't think that's enough to give me the privilege to speak on behalf of other people without exercising some fucking level of humility about it. And so when I go into prisons, I'm reminded that I can't be out here drawing these political and ideological fucking lines in the sand about what I'm willing to do and not willing to do, who I'm willing to talk to, not willing to talk to. Like in nonprofit, every day you're told who the fuck to love and who the fuck to hate, except you're there speaking on behalf of people who don't have the ability to fucking figure out who the fuck they love and who the fuck they hate because they want to get the fuck out of prison. And so going into a prison and actually talking to people a certain time helps to remind me about my privilege and how the fuck it's hard for a fish to fucking realize he's wet. And when you have privilege, it's hard to be reminded that you have that level of privilege. And one of the best ways to do it is to go speak to a motherfucker who doesn't have the same level of fucking privilege you do to realize when you're like, I don't really talk to Republicans about these issues. Fuck out of here. Like, who the fuck do you talk to? This is a fucking democracy. If you don't get fucking Republicans on board, you're not going to get shit done. I don't talk to conservatives. I don't talk to libertarians. They're just here, you know, because they want to uh, save money. So fucking, why? I don't give a fuck while they, why they're here. Have you ever sat in a fucking prison cell? Do you give a fuck why somebody would pass a fucking law to get you the fuck out of that cell? Thank God we're not in the middle of fucking trying to end slavery, you motherfuckers out there fucking talking about who you're not going to talk to. Anyway, so I walk through these fucking prisons and I see these motherfuckers... 20 years in, 25 years in, 30 years in, no fucking light at the end of the tunnel with respect to their liberty. Like most of them are like life without parole. Fucking Hawaii fucking locks people up forever. Fucking Montana. All, these guys from all over the place. And, and they're sitting there and they're making these beautiful fucking bracelets and earrings and fucking horse hair fucking necklaces and, and paintings and I was just like, we lock up some of America's fucking best and brightest and then fucking lie about who we lock up and then fucking lie about it. And not only people who fucking want to lock up black, brown and poor people lying about it, but even people who hold themselves out as being out there trying to sort of help the fucking downtrodden and shit. I had somebody I was helping to write a fucking speech for a foundation grant and the foundation reviewed the speech and was pretty much like, you don't sound downtrodden enough. Like go back, tighten up the speech, talk more about your suffering. Like we need much more trauma porn in this speech so that our donors who are in the room can give us more money. So even people who hold themselves out as like progressive advocates working to try to change the system, one of the first fucking ones out there talking about, you know, people in prison are so fucking broken. No, they fucking not. 
Like, that's just like when fucking liberal people be asking me, what made you turn your life around, bitch? I, nothing made me turn. I, I was smarter than you before I went to prison. Sorry, I know that doesn't fit with your narrative about you being the fucking savior, but I didn't turn my life around. Like, opportunity presented itself, and I realized I could take advantage of it, and that it was okay for me as a black man to actually take advantage of some shit. And some of the shit that y'all are even telling me not to do is a fucking lie. Like, oh, you need to hate capitalism. No, motherfucker, let me make some money first. And then you and I can sit and talk about how much we fucking hate capitalism together. But now that you fucking graduated because your grandfather put money away and you a fucking trust fund baby, I need to fucking hate capitalism with you. No, give me a chance to make some fucking money and some fucking wealth. That's actually not even what I want to talk about today. But... Walking through those prisons was a great way to be reminded that we lock up some of America's best and fucking brightest. What I want to talk about is a conversation that happened around the programming in those prisons because someone actually said in the middle of a conversation about whether the programming they were doing in that prison actually worked, that we should be doing more to measure recidivism as a way to tell whether or not those programs are actually working. And I was triggered by it and I wasn't sure why the fuck I was triggered by it. And then it just fucking hit me while I was triggered by the word recidivism. You know why? Because nobody knows what the fuck it means. Everybody's like, oh, recidivism, recidivism. Let's do research. Let's figure out if programming works. First of all, do you measure your fucking child's success by whether or not they fuck up over and over? Is that how you, like, why are you setting the bar so fucking low for my people? You don't set the bar that low for your fucking people. Like, if your kid gets in trouble and fucking borrows a car that doesn't belong to them, because with white people, you call it borrowing instead of fucking stealing, right? And so the idea is like, oh, are you going to measure them every day by did they steal a car that day? Or did the police fuck with them that day? No, you're not. But except for people in prison, recidivism seems to be the great measure. So it's not that, and, and you know, let me let me preface this by saying, everybody's like, oh, he doesn't believe in research. He doesn't the fuck out of here. I don't believe in research. I fucking am a founding member of the Council on Criminal Justice, all about fucking research. And at the same time, I'm also someone who literally took a year out of his fucking career to fucking do research with Diva Pager, God bless the dead, and Bruce Western. No fucking comment. I spent a year out of my fucking career working as the project manager on the largest audit study ever conducted in the United States and literally managing the project every day because I do give a fuck about research. It was the largest audit study ever conducted. It gave amazing outcomes. It taught us some shit we already knew, but it gave policymakers what the fuck they needed to put some revenue behind some shit I really fucking cared about. So don't tell me I don't believe in research. I may not be a big fan of fucking researchers, especially research Karen over at the fucking Arnold foundation but at the same time i give a fuck about research but why the fuck your research has to be structured around whether or not black brown and poor people fail over and fucking over and over and fucking over as if there's not other socioeconomic factors at play in whether or not people are successful do they have resources available to them do they have support networks available to them do they have mental health treatment available to them and then you guys don't even talk about the fact that People who live in certain communities have access to, unfortunately, law enforcement departments that behave in ways that they have no fucking control over. None. And so recidivism is a fucking study of the behavior of the state more than it is the behavior of an individual. First of all, y'all don't even know how to measure recidivism. Is it re-arrest? 
is it a parole violation? Is it a probation violation? Is it a reconviction? Is it a reincarceration? What the fuck is it? Because all of y'all are holding it out as a reason to fucking support your fucking careers and the programs you're creating and the research that you're doing. And I don't say, I'm not saying you guys shouldn't be doing that. Some of you shouldn't be doing that. I'm not saying it shouldn't be done. But what I am saying is have some fucking balls and tell the government fuck off with the recidivism because you know that's not a great way to measure shit. If the government really wants to measure recidivism, it should go study the fucking police department. And I'm gonna give you a concrete example because I know y'all like, oh, well, you know, that's just rhetorical. That's just theoretical. No, it's not, motherfucker. When I was the vice president of the Fortune Society, we ran this thing called ATI programs, Alternative to Incarceration. I'm not a huge fan of them. Why? Because they feel like they're actually an extension of the carceral system anyway. Why? Because when you get a person out of prison to be in an ATI program, the truth is, if they fail in that program, then the judge punishes them even more harshly because they feel like they gave them a chance. That's number one. And number two, most ATI programs fucking cream. What does that mean? It means they grab people out of the criminal justice system who might have gone to fuck home anyway. And now they're in your ATI program for six to 12 months with nothing but an opportunity to fucking fail and then be punished more harshly. But put that aside for a second. The measure of the success of those ATI programs at the Fortune Society and if you want to know how I really feel about the Fortune Society, you should go back and listen to some of my previous rants. But the measure of the success was fucking recidivism. So suddenly a lot of people just kept fucking failing. Young people kept failing out of our ATI program and going to fuck back to prison. And I was like, this shit doesn't fucking seem right. Like over and over people are getting rearrested. And what I realized is that most of our young people were getting rearrested within fucking feet of the Fortune Society. So I started asking questions. I started walking out the building with these motherfuckers, walking into the subway, come to realize that they were all getting arrested in the fucking subway station down the block and they would have weapons on them or whatever, but they would get arrested, why? Because they were fucking jumping the turnstile, walking through the gate, spitting their gum in the fucking train station, shit that most fucking people do, especially New Yorkers, we all break the fucking rules. Subway's too fucking expensive anyway. But the point is like, it wasn't just that they were breaking the rules going into the subway, because guess what? The fucking white, young, and Asian young students coming from the high school on the other side of the fucking platform were doing the same fucking thing. But you know what? The NYPD rookie officers were stationed at that particular police station. And you know what these police officers learned really quickly? That if you lock a motherfucker up at the end of your shift, you could get overtime. And if you wanted to get overtime, you had to lock up somebody who had been locked up before because then you couldn't give them a desk appearance ticket. You could drag them down to the precinct because you can't give a desk appearance ticket to someone who's already convicted of a felony conviction or having served time. So the police officers would wait they would watch these young people jump, jump the turnstile, something I have done a couple of hundred fucking times in my life. And then they would grab the students who were connected to the Fortune Society and they'd be like, give me your ID. And these kids would give them their non-driver's license. And you know what the cops would say to them? No, motherfucker, give me your Fortune Society ID. Why? Because they knew they were in these fucking ATI programs and they knew the young black and brown kids on the right side of the fucking platform were the ones they could grab for breaking the law, take them to the precinct, get an extra four hours on their fucking overtime shift and earn more money as a police officer. What the fuck does that have to do with recidivism? That's about police officers finding a very clever way to increase their fucking income. That's it. 
That's it. Like we live in a capitalist society. Everybody's trying to make more money except for police officers. The best way to make it is on the backs of black, brown and poor people. And that's what they do. And I, I, I don't know who the fuck I'm mad at about that, except I'm not going to sit here and run a reentry program and run an ATI program and be talking about we really we really need to measure recidivism to understand the value of our pro get the fuck out of here. You want to measure recidivism? Go talk to the police officer that just took his salary from 59000 to 95000 because he knows how to lock up the right kids in the fucking subway. That's what I got for you today. Saturday fucking morning. That's my fucking rant. I'm about to spend a whole day with a client doing an amazing fucking retreat to help this black woman build out her organization. Then I'm going to get on a fucking plane and go fly somewhere else and go do the same thing for somebody. Like, I am fucking... I fucking love my job. But you know why I love my job? Because I have found a way to fucking free up my voice to be fucking financially independent, to say what the fuck I want, to not be caring about who the fuck comes for me. And people come for me. I don't know if y'all realize that. Like, these Saturday morning rants ain't fucking free. Freedom ain't fucking free. Being a black man telling the truth ain't fucking free. But keep coming for me. The more you come for me, the more fucking motivated I'm gonna get to speak out on this fucked up system of nonprofit, fucking prisons, all this shit, philanthropy, all of it. And it's not that I don't believe in it. I run a whole fucking business helping people to build out their nonprofits. But you know what the fuck? I only work with people who are fucking value driven. Does that mean they don't get it wrong? No, sometimes they fucking get it wrong. They make really fucking poor decisions, but they revisit those decisions. They double down on their values. They fix the places where they made mistakes. They believe in true restorative justice. They believe in people being able to make mistakes and fucking come back. And the rest of y'all, fuck off. Got that out my system. Not gonna let anybody steal my rainbow even on this rainy motherfucking day in Harlem, but it's glad to be home for a minute and it's good to get this out so I could go enjoy the rest of my weekend. I hope you do the same. Peace.